This episode is full of spoilers and contains some not-so-super language. citizens welcome to the fortress of potitude i'm dave michaels and i'm brian betts and we are the cape podcasters and this is the show that is convinced that they just keep making wolverine movies just to get hugh jackman's shirt off i'm convinced at this point there's just way too little amount of shirt on the wolverine man and there's it's unnecessary in the marketing material especially he doesn't wear a shirt in anything promoting this movie no it's, then, there's nothing no he's got a shirt guy. on most of the movie though ah uh, well, not really he's got a beater on most of the movie Okay. Uh, well, oh. I shouldn't say that because at some point he's wearing like a like a London fog jacket over yep. <laughs> yep. Uh, like a shirt and tie at a funeral for a very rich man. That's, That's not gonna true. not gonna fly. <laughs> <laughs> he reminds me of I know you haven't seen it. Frozen two with Olaf. I just find clothes constricting. That's really what it is. Yeah. Gotta be able to move that adamantium body around. <laughs> Does it heat up your body so much you're just like I can't wear clothes, Bub. My, my heat in my body is just not being regulated properly. <laughs> Do you think when he cracks his knuckles, it sparks? <laughs> Can he crack his knuckles, period? That's a great question. I you know, don't he has know. those long claws in between them. We're so. going to get there. I want to talk about the long claws. Okay. And we have never done it before. I and feel we like need it's to appropriate. talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> you picked a good episode to want to talk about long claws. Yeah. Yeah. I, th- I thought so too. Today, we are talking about the 2013 movie, The Wolverine. Not just any Wolverine, the, the Wolverine. Wolverine. Not to be confused with X-Men Origins, Wolverine. Right. Directed by James Mangold. The James Mangold. The, yeah, I, 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 I think we could give him a the. He earned it. Girl Interrupted, Walk the Line, 310 to Yuma, Ford v. Ferrari, and the upcoming untitled 2022 Indiana Jones It's very exciting. Project, whatever it is. Sure. Probably with Hugh Jackman shirtless. Yeah, probably. I mean, oh, he also did Kate and Leopold, so he's got a history with, with Jackman. That's right. With huge jacked men. Yes, that, all that. You've never seen this thing before. Nope, not once, not never. Me neither. What do you think? Uh, well, I've heard repeatedly that this is the good Wolverine movie. And? I think I like it. I think I like it, too. Yeah. I, I like it better than X-Men Origins, I think. Really? Yeah. I don't. That doesn't surprise me. Why? I don't know. When it comes to X-Men, you seem to like to flip the script a little bit. Although you did really like First Class. I really so. liked First Class. I don't know. I thought X-Men Origins Wolverine had more goof-em-ups. It was, it was a fun movie to watch. It was a lot more fun. This, this is not very a fun serious. movie. Not very fun. Very serious. Very little fun in this movie. Yeah. For two hours, six oh, minutes. Oh, man. Is it a long one? And it feels long. It does. I'm like, is this a three and a half hour long movie? When Yukio's like, 15 hour flight, I was like, 15 hour movie? Jeez. <laughs> so I didn't know they were going to do the flight real time. This is brutal. This is like Desert Bust the movie of Wolverine. <laughs> you just want to get into this thing. We might as well There's just get into it. to talk about here for sure. <laughs> hey, Dave. No. Yeah. Are you kidding? Nope. <laughs> Hold on. Let me ask you. Do you have multiple... I have more than one. I'm not going to tell you how many more than one I have. Okay. Um, this is unprecedented. This is. This is. I can't really do it any earlier than this. Go ahead. This is an actual IMDb trivia fact. <laughs> yep. <laughs> this is the only movie in the franchise without any opening credits. 
the title is not shown until the end of the movie. Great. Maybe I'll bring that one back at the end of the movie too, because it'll still be it'll still be relevant, applicable. Look at you go. I could have I could have waited to the very end of the movie to do that one, but I decided no. Let's hit him up front with it. That's right. Just set the tone. Dive in. We open in Japan in 1945. Logan, played by Hugh Jackman. Hugh fucking Jackman? I'm going to give it to him. I think he crushes it in this movie in particular. I think he's very good in this movie. Yeah. I don't know if he's crushing it. Now, compared to everyone else, he's crushing it in this movie. Yeah. He's being held as a Japanese prisoner of war near Nagasaki. And if you know anything, literally anything about history, you can probably have a good idea of where this is going to go. Yep. A pair of B-29 bombers fly overhead, air sirens blare, and a Japanese soldier, Ichiro Yashida, played oh, by- this is going to be so good listening to you get these names. <laughs> <laughs> first try. Played yeah. by Ken Yamamura. First Still try. Still going well. Freeze the captured American soldiers, including Logan, to give them a chance to escape. Seems like a pretty, pretty good guy. I guess so. As the atomic bomb drops, his fellow officers commit seppuku, and Yashida instead is rescued by Logan, who shields Yashida from the blast <laughs> in his former prison hole. This has to be the point where Steven Spielberg's like, I know a guy who could direct an Indiana Jones because I had an Indiana Jones <laughs> run away from a nuke or an atomic bomb also, and here you go. There it is. He made Wolverine run away from an atomic bomb. That happened. But he took the full force of it and got all crispy. He took a lot of the force of it. That's true. He, he was in the prison the full hole, force. So. I feel like if he took the full force, he would have like- Evaporated? T-1000. Oh, yeah. Either that or he would have like become a shadow. One of those crazy atomic bomb shadows that you see on sidewalks and yeah. stuff. He would have had to Dr. Manhattan himself back together. Right. <laughs> I'd imagine it would be like like the judge in Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Yes. Like just pops himself up and has to like inflate himself again. <laughs> Didn't know I needed that. Nope. That would be very exciting to say. All the different ways that Wolverine could revive himself. I think that's worth a, a look into. I think it is too. Also, things that are worth a look into is how the hell did they capture Wolverine? That's an even better question. We're kind of just throwing a media res into a prison. You're like, how did he get him? That is impressive. I guess we don't need that backstory because no. we're not going to get it. <laughs> All the flashbacks in this movie, that's not one of them. No, it's not. Logan awakens from the nightmare in present day. Jean Grey. What? I thought she died in the last movie. What? Played by Famke Jansen, because nobody in this movie decided to have a regular name. Sure. That it's easy to pronounce. Correct. For me. Yeah, that's right. I'm bringing my own. <laughs> no, it's fine. Even Hugh. Have your names. Hugh's a silly name. Hugh. Hugh Jackman. Hugh should be H-U-E, like a color. Right. Right. Not a G-H. And if that's your tough. last name starts with a soft J sound, I guess all J's are soft. But like G is also soft. You know what I'm saying. Don't start your first name or have the first name Hugh because everybody's going to say huge. Yes. And then he got huge. And then for this movie especially. He's massive He in this called movie. up The Rock. He was like, hey, how did you get so big? And The Rock was like, you got to eat a lot of protein. Well, yeah. Which he actually did. He actually contacted Dwayne Johnson. And he was like, yeah, 6,000 calories a day, oh, mostly God. chicken, steak, and brown rice. Have fun. Nope. Okay. Nope. <laughs> I don't know how dieting works. I'm not going to pretend. Like Michael Phelps, he ate so much shit and then he swam real fast. Like, no, nah, they told me don't go in the pool after that. Right? What are you doing? Mom said half an hour. <laughs> I'm more on like the Michael Scott carbo load. 
That's where my head's at. <laughs> yeah, that that checks out, actually. I've never eaten more fettuccine Alfredo. I've never drank less water. <laughs> that is definitely my kind of carbo load. And my nipples hurt all the time. Yeah. Just all the time. It's funny you Bernard. say that because <laughs> he also- Hugh Jackman, very sensitive nipples. I was That's actually, why he doesn't wear a shirt. The not drinking part was also part of the thing he did for this movie. What do you mean? Like not drinking the booze or not drinking the water? Not drinking any liquid for 36 hours- before any scene where he had his shirt off. What the hell? Yeah, it, it's a um, a dehydration diet. And what it is, it's, it's supposed to make him look more muscle-toned and vascular. So and like, really, he's just dehydrated. Just totally dehydrated, <laughs> yeah. Like, I've been on sets before where actors are about to do a sex scene, and they'll start banging out push-ups like crazy and yeah. to look swole. swole. But this is different. You gotta get a pump on. You gotta get your pump on. But Hugh Jackman was like, <laughs> I need to not have any liquid in my body so my veins bulge when I swing this axe. He's got so many veins. <laughs> He's so veiny. He's so veiny. He is the Batwing. <laughs> oh, no. I've never seen so many veins not on a, a human reference. body. I've never seen it. What was crazy to me is it's mostly just his right arm. Well, I mean, look at like a tennis player like Roger Federer. Tennis arm's a real thing. Yeah. Look at a tennis player's non-dominant arm. It is wild. Oh, it's crazy, but that's tennis. This is an actor. Yeah. Why is one of his arms so much more? I don't well, know. you know what? Never mind. I don't want the answer to that. <laughs> He's been hanging out in Washington Square Park. <laughs> I seen it. <laughs> Go check out our Patreon. Oh, the What Harry Met Sally episode. That's <laughs> revealing. It's a revealing episode, to put it lightly. Sure is. So Jean Grey is in the room. Oh, that's where we were. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and she asked him about his dream, and he's like, Nagasaki. He's like, so you gonna stay? And she's like, you know, I can't. He's like, but I'll never do harm to anybody ever again. She's like, ah, it's too late. And he looks down, and his claws are in her gut. <laughs> right. And he's like, no. And then he wakes up again, for real this time, from his dream within a dream, and it's actual present day. And oh boy, oh boy is right. This Logan. This Logan. This movie instantly sets up an unreliable narrator just by having a dream within a dream right off the bat. Yeah. That's kind of annoying. And also, he looks like a homeless caveman. Yes, he does. Because he's got the long hair and the shaggy beard, and he hangs out with a 12-foot grizzly bear. <laughs> As you do. Remember the bear. <laughs> I will remember, remember the, bear. the bear. Logan goes into town, and he sees some hunters, and they seem like pretty shitty people. Then he goes back to the woods and sleeps. <laughs> That's, I don't know what this scene's setting up, but. I don't know. He went to get batteries for his radio. Right. And then he's just asleep again. So it's like, okay. Uh, does he even listen to that radio? Or I don't he know. Just need the soothing sounds. just keeps, I don't know, going <laughs> until it doesn't anymore. <laughs> until you buy more and then you yeah. don't turn your radio back on for plot reasons. I I don't know. They I don't understand. really needed those batteries. Any of that. It's just to get the hunters. We know that yeah. now. He's awoken to screams. And when he goes to investigate, he finds the bear from earlier with an arrow sticking out of its back, and it's in terrible pain. Oh, yeah. So Logan puts the animal out of its misery. This thing is like the, the John Wick of bears when you think about it, this whole movie. <laughs> again, pretty wild. <laughs> again, don't forget about this bear. I'm not forgetting about I, the bear. I feel like Brian. you're going to forget about the bear. I promise you I won't. All right. Because the whole movie, I was questioning, what the hell was up with that bear? <laughs> What's up with that bear? All right. Remember the bear. Remember the bear. Moving on. Logan goes into town, and he finds the hunters at a bar. And he sticks the arrow into one of the hunter's hands, saying something along the lines like, isn't it illegal to use poison-tipped arrows? There wasn't enough poison to kill the bear, just enough to drive him crazy and send him on a rampage, killing five people. And the hunter dude's like, I don't know what you're talking about. I ain't poison no arrows. So Logan's like, well, I guess you have nothing to worry about. So the hunter dude and his buddies, 
are looking to square up against the Wolverine. Maybe don't do that. Yeah. When everyone is interrupted by Yukio, played by Rila Fukushima. Hi, Yukio. Uh, this might be on me, but when Yukio popped up in the bar, in my head I had uh, Hit Girl, her first appearance, the la 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 playing in my head. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I can see it. It's like, she's just here to kick ass, man. She's just here to kick ass. Yuki is like, see this badass sword? I'm going to casually cut everything in the room in half, and then me and this hairy guy are going to take off. That's right. And that's what they do. What a pickup line. I guess so. So Yukio tells Logan that she's been sent by Ichiro, now the CEO of a giant technology company, to bring Logan to Tokyo so he can repay his life debt to Logan before he dies of cancer. Sure. All of that. All of that. very short car ride. It's a very short car ride where he repeatedly says, let me out. Yeah, Logan's like, nah, bro, I can't just go to Japan. And Yukio's like, dude, he's dying. Dude, you live in a cave. You clearly don't have any responsibilities. Come to Japan. Your, your best friend, the grizzly bear, just died. <laughs> like, maybe just go to Japan for like a day. He's like, right. right, a day. Fine. One day, Japan. 15-hour flight. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Okay. So they fly to Japan, and Logan's like, I don't like flying. And Yukio's like, you're going to be fine. My mutant powers, and I can see how people are going to die. And you, not today. Great. Cool. <laughs> Great. I like how we have the no-stakes girl here of, like, you're good. You're totally good. I'll tell you when you're going to die, and it's not now. <laughs> when I tell you you're going to die, that's when you need to worry. Yeah. Or don't. We'll or see. Or don't. It's up to you, really. <laughs> you're your own character. Me, I just calls him how I sees him. Right. In Tokyo, Logan is forcefully bathed and brought before Yashida. It's your standard naked Hugh Jackman scene. Yep. You get your Hugh Jackman butt crack while he's like, no, I can take care of that myself. Right. And you have these two Asian ladies who are just trying to clean him. With brooms. Right. It's wonderful. It is fine, I suppose. (laughs) It's a scene that they were like, you know what we need to put in the movie. No, it's because they said, like, you are way too dirty to go see the man who just, you flew 15 hours to go see because he's dying. And it's like, he's going to be alive for five minutes longer. Go bathe. Or whatever. <laughs> He'll survive while you get clean. And, right. <laughs> and shaved, kind of. <laughs> what kind of medicine is he on? Oh, the MacGuffin. Got it. All right. <laughs> He'll be fine. So Yashida is now played by Haruhiku Yamanuchi, who is much older. First try. Yeah. I'm counting him. So Yashida gives him a sword that he tried to give him 70 years ago. Right. It's a Japanese sword, so you have to use two heavy hands to wield That's it. That's absolutely correct. But Yashida has more to offer. He believes he has a technology to make Logan mortal and will transfer Logan's healing mutation into his own body so he can live forever. Right. And he's also laying in this hospital bed that has like these pistons that come up to like hold him up. It's so wild. And I want to know who thought of it. I don't know. It's so distracting. It's extremely distracting, but it's really cool. But also, how is that comfortable? It can't be. It's a lot like whenever you go to Spencer's Gifts and they have that weird thing that you put your hand into yeah. it, the spikes, and then you see your hand on the other side. It's like that, but for a hospital bed. It's like, uh, the guy's got cancer. I mean, I don't know. Throw some metal shit under him and hold him <laughs> up and maybe, call maybe it do one day. of those things. Yeah. We'll go to Spencer's Gifts, <laughs> get him a hospital bed. Make sure you don't get one that has some kid's face on it because you don't know where that kid's been. No, definitely not. <laughs> definitely not. It's weird. Uh, you know what? Living in COVID times now. Yeah. Like, going back and thinking about things I used to touch out in the world, like, yeah. never again. Nope. Like, pay phones? What the fuck? Gross. The both of them that are left need to go. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Logan says, you don't want this, bub. And he walks out. <laughs> you don't want any part of this shit, Yoshida. I do want that shit, Logan. <laughs> it's funny because that's his actual line is, you don't want this, bub. 
I struggled so hard with making a walk hard reference <laughs> while writing the synopsis. I did. I was like, you don't want no part of this healing ability. Especially when there's a sword, a large blade in the room. Yeah. That could end with, there's lots of blades. It's Wolverine. But could end with a really bad case of getting cut in half. Particularly bad case of getting cut in half. Right. I love that movie so much. It's so good. <laughs> there's a reason it keeps coming up. Oh, yeah. And it's a good thing Logan walks out, because at that exact moment, Yashida's son, Shinjin, played by Hiroyuki Sanada, and his granddaughter, Mariko, played by Tao Okamoto, are in a shouting match. I feel like your nose is going to start bleeding from how much concentration you're putting into these names. <laughs> it's not easy, but I'm putting in the effort. You've never looked more white <laughs> since I've known you. I feel really white. Right. So. And you're not even a weeb. That's the crazy part about this. Yeah. You're just really nailing it. I'm very proud of you. Thanks. I needed that. <laughs> Shinjin slaps his daughter, and she tries to jump off a cliff, but luckily, <laughs> Logan saves what? her. And everybody's like, what was that all about? I don't know. That was real aggressive. Girl we just met who we don't care if she lives or dies, probably, because we don't know her. Logan's like, no, 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 bub. And she's like, thank you. I'm with the movie. There was something really comforting about this scene it in felt, the hospital room. It, it felt topical. Where they're all wearing strange. masks. I was like, no, I totally get it. Except for that one asshole, which happens to be Logan. Right. <laughs> he probably doesn't have germs, man. That's true. He's self-healing. What are you going to catch from him? I don't know. Good call. I don't know if self-healing necessarily means he can fight off infections and stuff or like strep throat assume. or whatever. That's a good question. I have lots of questions about Logan's powers in this movie. We're going to get there. <laughs> That's a question you ask Stan Lee when you meet him in the mall. Okay. Mall rats it. That's fine. I get it. Logan prepares to leave the following day. That night- he has a dream that he's getting all hot and heavy with Jean Grey. I hate it so much. And then he's suddenly making out with Yashida's oncologist, Dr. Green, who's played by Svetlana Kochevkova. Nope. Ah, it. There That's it is. the one that got there me. There it is. <laughs> the whitest one of all is the one that got me. Kochevkova. Kochevkova. Yeah, that's it. Svetlana Kochevkova. Third try. Good for you. <laughs> yeah. We could call it third. Logan dismisses it as a dream, and you should too. Or don't. Or don't. Yeah. I can't trust his dreams at this point. At this point, I'm like, was he just making out with the hot oncologist? Or... I don't know. Who knows? Once again, this timing is impeccable because Yukio informs Logan at that very moment that Yashida has died. Correct. And she's upset because she didn't foresee it. Hey, how about that? The girl who can see death missed one. Stakes! Sometimes Ish. sometimes you don't get all the information up front. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how movies, storytelling... I don't know how mutant powers work. work. Well, no one does. Maybe she's like Storm and just forgot to use her powers. <laughs> Damn it, I forgot to go see if anyone's going to die here tonight. <laughs> what a stupid power. <laughs> <laughs> they can't all be winners. I guess so. I've clearly seen most of the X-Men at this point. <laughs> There's definitely a lot of losers in there, in fact. Like the one kid that blinks and changes the channel? Not useless. I, I actually will defend him to the death. He might have the most useful power. That's true. If you often lose a remote, that's the best power I to wouldn't have. even say if you often lose a remote. If you're just sitting there, you're like, I don't even need to move my arm right now. Boom. Blink. Channels change. How often are you going to fight somewhere and you need three blades to come out of your hand? Very rarely. Exactly. Unless you have three blades coming out of your hand. Maybe you find yourself maybe in those situations it? No, you more go often. live in a fucking cave, Brian, and have a bear friend. Yeah, Don't until forget somebody the bear. kills your bear friend. That's true. And then you're like, all right, looks like I got to use these claws. That right, and then you got a John Wick to Japan, probably. Probably. It's a weird movie. It's a very <laughs> weird movie. <laughs> Logan decides to stick around for the funeral, even though he's supposed to leave the next morning. You're not going to just walk up and be like, I know you want to bury 
Yoshida, the man who built this empire and has raised you <laughs> since you were a child. But about that ride to the yeah, airport. Can I, can, do you guys have Uber? Can I... <laughs> At the funeral, Logan meets Mariko's fiance, Noburu Mori, played by Brian T. I love his name. Nailed it. <laughs> Both he and Shinjin are dicks to Logan. So, you know, cool. Cool, great. There's a mysterious archer on the roof who vows to look over Mariko to himself. He's like, I'm going to, I promise to look after her always. <laughs> right. Okay, he must be a good guy, we hope. We'll From see. a distance. Just going to watch. That's it. You just made me really want to sing. <laughs> it crossed my mind too, bud. <laughs> and just as you'd suspect, Yakuza assassins attempt to kidnap Mariko. Of course, on cue, more or less. Which leads to a giant funeral brawl. Yes. As it always does. As it usually will It's do. a whole yeah. thing. It is a whole thing. Long story short, Logan and Mariko escape together into the urban sprawl of Tokyo with the help of that parkour archer. Right, with the help of Japanese Hawkeye. Yeah, Kenoichu Haradara. That's right, him. Who's played by Will Yun Lee. Sure. Obviously. Great. Like how you're giving credits to these people. Just in case you want to find them in other things. Go ahead. Have fun looking. And remember, based on how I pronounce their name, the spelling and how to find them and everything like that. <laughs> what a guy, Brian. Have fun. Look at you. Doing a service for all these other actors in this movie. Great. Logan gets shot multiple times in the fight and the ensuing chase, and he finds he is not healing as quickly as he should. Not healing at all, for the most part. It doesn't seem like it. I don't know it. if he's not healing at all, because he's not dying. That's true. For the amount of bullets that have gone into this man, he should be dying. Ignorance is bliss? I guess so. I don't think that's how that works. <laughs> but this raises so many questions about his powers, once again, to me, is if he were healing and he gets a bullet into him, and then he heals up around that bullet. What happens to the bullet? I think usually his body spits the bullet out as it's healing. I think they've shown that in Have previous they? movies. That's silly. They've definitely shown it in Deadpool movies, so maybe not, but <laughs> that's how it works with Deadpool. Oh, good. Great. <laughs> it's weird. He's got weird powers. He's got weird powers. At least he's not smelling things in this movie. I, I do like that quite a bit. Very much appreciate that. Mariko tells Logan she can get herself to safety but he follows her anyway. He's like, nah, I don't think you can. I don't know what's up with Mariko because she gets rescued. She gets saved. She yep. gets rescued. She gets saved. She gets rescued. She gets saved. And she's like, no, I'm good. It's like, you're clearly not. I like that she thinks she's good, though. She's like, no, I got this. I right. don't. I hate it. <laughs> okay. I think it's a stronger character to be able to ask for help when you realize that you're in that much danger. She's yeah. had her life threatened in two scenes. She hasn't said a word in this movie. <laughs> Don't forget that the scene she was introduced in, she tried to jump off a cliff. Right. I think she's saved. fine with whatever fate befalls her. Oh, boy. Ah, befalls. Yeah, well, she didn't befall. Right. That was because of the Logan. Because he his convenient timing power. That's right. That is the list. That is one he definitely has in this movie. <laughs> I smelled suicide. <laughs> oh, no. I feel like you get like the beginning of toxicity there playing after that. <laughs> I smell suicide. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> <laughs> so she gets onto a bullet train. He sits down behind her and he's like, where are we going? She's like, south. Cool. Cool. Great. Then she ends up confiding in him that her grandfather left her everything in his will, and that's why she and her father were fighting. Then Logan goes to the bathroom to clean up and investigate why his wounds aren't healing. As you do. You have yeah. this very serious conversation. You're like, all right, well, got to go to the John. Well, I've been wearing this shirt for way too long. It's covered in blood. It's covered in blood, so <laughs> I need to take it off. And then I don't know what plan B would be here, because I'm clearly just going to be shirtless again. Just for the scene where he's looking in the mirror and the... Yeah, no, he, he's shirtless <laughs> often, isn't he? Huh. 
I forgot about the the forced bathing and this scene. Right. It happens a few times, huh? Right. It's kind of like Streetcar Named Desire. Marlon Brando wore the white tee, and the white tee sales went through the roof. Yeah. And this, I bet, like, marketing people were like, we got to get shirtlessness to go through the roof because Abercrombie and Fitch is out of style now. Oh, no. Because people grew up and don't like smells unlike Wolverine, like smelling everything. <laughs> that store smells like shit. It's awful. It's absolutely awful. It smells like a new car that a douchebag died in. <laughs> I can see the marketing people watching the movie going, oh, no, we're not going to sell any shirts. Ah, <laughs> uh, It's a weird character. It always will be. <laughs> Luckily, his impeccable timing power shows up as he's leaving the bathroom because he encounters some Yakuza assassins right there, ready to fight him. Right. Exactly at that moment. Yes. It's so great. It's very impeccable, as you call it. Naturally, as these things usually go, we wind up on the top of the 300 kilometer per hour bullet train and continue to fight. Right. And it's awesome. It's pretty good. It's so cool. It's actually a lot of fun. I love that he takes out one of the guys just by faking him out and jumping over a girder that's not there. I like it because these two guys are watching each other and they keep looking ahead and then having to jump over these girders and whatever and Logan just fakes him out and the guy just slaps into a, Amazing. a higher girder it's so than good. they were previously going up against. It's wonderful. It makes me so happy. When he finally defeats all of these Yakuza thugs, he gets Medico off the train, and they hide out in a love hotel. Yes, they do. A proper sex hotel. A short stay that's themed. Yeah, they're like, hey, what, what room do you want? The dungeon, the nurse's station, or, or mission, mission to, to Mars? Mars. <laughs> and they chose correctly. Yeah, I guess. I'd be curious about Mission to Mars. That's for sure. That's definitely the one I would be like, yeah, let me see Mission to Mars. <laughs> Logan stands guard in the rain while Medico sleeps. That is, until he passes out from his injuries while having a hallucination of Jean again. Of course. And she's really just the most inconvenient force ghost. I don't know about that, because there's multiple times in Star Wars where I don't remember, like, Ben Kenobi going, Come, Luke, die with me. Because that's really what she's saying. It's like, yeah, come to the light, bub. Yeah, you think that's come. convenient? Duh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think it's just different. It well, is. I think it's not so much a force ghost. It's just the it other side just... beckoning. Right. It's more, I can't believe we're going to do this again. Which is the scary movie where he gets jerked off by the ghost? I think it's two. It's more like that than anything at all. It might be the first. Where you're connecting with the other side. It's a lot like MacGruber, more than anything, I'd say, actually. <laughs> but I don't know. This is one horny force ghost. I can't tell if she's real or just his conscience. I don't know. Because, you know, she's all powerful and whatever. Maybe she's through the Phoenix Force re- reaching out from the other side. I don't know. This is... <laughs> I don't know how any of this works. X-Men, man. It's confusing. It is confusing. Logan awakens to find Mariko. Got the hotel owner's veterinarian grandson to stitch him up. He's like, oh, thanks. I've never needed help before with, like, doctors and stuff. Well, lucky you. Meanwhile, the goat next to him is just like, meh. (laughs) Don't forget about the goat. No. Don't forget. You can forget about the goat. Oh, that's, okay. Fair enough. (laughs) Harada, the parkour archer, meets up with Dr. Green who refers to herself now as Viper, which sounds a little bit like a villain name. Just a lot of it? Yeah, like, I don't know, Madam Hydra? Maybe. <laughs> but, like, for legal reasons, just Viper in this Just one. Viper's fine. Dr. Green, the oncologist. Right. Just not her real name, which is Svetlana Kochedkova. Do you feel good? I still think I don't. I think you missed it again. I think I did. I, I like how you tried to double down on it. Be like, no, 
I got it now. I wanted to nail it, and I don't think I did, but I'm not going to give it another attempt. I think it's the right move. Viper. That's From now easier. on, she's Viper. She spits some kind of poison all over his face, and she's like, you got to find these nerds. <laughs> and now I don't know who's on what side at all. I don't know. She spits the poison. Doesn't she blow on it also right after to like, yeah. heal it? Oh, is that what that does? I think so. It's one of those, like, I can hurt you and, and heal you. Look at her. Because snakes, Vi- I guess. Viper giveth and viper taketh away. <laughs> it's kind of like whenever you get bit by like a black mamba or whatever. They just stare over you like, I could totally fix this. I won't. Totally good, though. It's like, in one of these vials is the antidote. <laughs> Do you want to play a game? As you wish. What? Wrong fucking movie, Carrie Ellis. <laughs> Stop it. Logan and Medico hide out in Yoshida's down south house. It's outside of Nagasaki because, yeah. of course, it is. Well, I mean, you got to hold on to the memories. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's that. I can see like Yoshida going, I just got really tempted to do an Asian accent. I'm really happy I didn't, Whew. first of all. But Yoshida walking in be like, I heard there's cheap real estate down here. <laughs> oh no you think he's owned it that long he's just like oh this is pretty easy to pick up since it was? I was one of the only people around right i just stuck my flag here and here i am <laughs> walked right across it radiation ah fooey oh i'm dying of cancer maybe not fooey oh less fooey she dumps exposition all over logan telling him about growing up with harada and her arranged marriage with noburu that's just to help her father gain access to the political theater right which, you know, fun. I guess. Logan reveals moments from his own past, like this time in the war, or about Jean. And then he chops some wood, and he shows <laughs> he shows her where he rescued her grandfather, and then they boink. That's it. It's real weird, because they run home in the rain, and then they're both putting on their- uh, Kimonos? Their kimonos. Are they? I, are they kimonos? They might not be. I don't know. They might just be robes. I don't but know. But I know we've had conversations about robes in the past. So. We have. I'll give you that. And then they do boink. They do boink. Which they... is unnecessary. Yeah, especially because really lightly. immediately after, she's like, who's Gene? <laughs> <laughs> You're talking to your sleep. You totally did me, and then you had a, a dream with Force Ghost. I guess that might have been the day before. I, it's, no. Time in this is so weird. This, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Because he has the dream, and then he wakes up to right. block the samurai who doesn't attack. Right, and then she's like fondling his claws, and she's Which like, is "Weird." Let me tell you this story about the kuzuri, and he's like, "Yeah, I I know all about the kuzuri." Right, it's just Japanese for Wolverine. <laughs> Thank you. This movie, why do I like it? I don't know because I'm in the same boat. Okay, Yukio has a vision of Logan dying with blood everywhere and his heart in his hand, not beating. Sure, it seems unrealistic like that would ever happen. Like, who's going to hold their own heart? It seems like it'd be a very specific scenario where that would happen. Right. We'll get there. <laughs> she goes to warn him, but she's too late as Medico has been captured by the Yakuza and Logan is already hot on the trail. Logan discovers, through some intimidation, that the Yakuza were hired by Medico's fiance. Sure. So obviously Logan and Yukio go to confront him. As you would do, yeah, for sure. And he reveals that Shinjin actually hired the kidnappers. Like, right. Maybe they're in cahoots. Who knows? Logan throws him out a window. Told him he would. And Yukio's like, <laughs> how'd you know there was a pool? I didn't, bub. It's, it's great. Classic Wolverine. Classic Logan. Howlett. James Howlett. <laughs> <laughs> I smelled the chlorine from a mile away. You gotta fix your pool. 
The I chemicals like, are way off. I like you shouldn't going, shock it while people are in there, bub. I wasn't sure if that was Wolverine or Pete Holmes Batman. <laughs> could go either way sometimes. <laughs> really seals in the flavor. <laughs> now you see, I got real turned on from the Force Ghost, but you're a real person, and this is easier. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> I'm still going to dream about her right after, though. Do it's going it to be weird. <laughs> Mariko is taken to her father, Shinjin. At the... I'm like morphing Beat Holmes and Wolverine together now. This is going to be great. I love it. Feige, you, you know what to do. You know what to do. Call me Feige. Just, <laughs> just hire Pete Holmes to play Wolverine. Done. Or everybody. All of the X-Men. Make him like an Eddie Murphy type. Where he just comes in and plays all the characters. I love it. And just cut them all together. We already know that Pete Holmes' X-Men is excellent. It's unbelievable. <laughs> it's absolutely incredible. Oh, wow. I will gladly take producer credit. Thank you. I love it. Medico is taken to her father, Shinjin, at the Yoshida estate, where he reveals that he knew about her inheriting the Yoshida Empire and planned to have her killed. Right. Dad of the year. Absolutely. And he would have gotten away with it if it hadn't been for that <laughs> meddling Wolverine. <laughs> Ah, Wolverine, messing up everybody's plans. What else is new? Not even supposed to be here today. One day. (laughs) That's what I said. Wolverine. (laughs) (laughs) We'll get there. (laughs) Yes, we will. Harada and Viper arrive with an army of black ninjas, and Viper poisons Shinjin, and they take Mariko away. I want to talk about Viper for a real hot second. Let's talk about Viper. She doesn't do a lot in this movie. No. She doesn't have a lot of lines. She's got a CGI tongue, though. Yes, she does. But whenever she's on screen, she is commanding Absolutely. the scene. And it is weird because 100%. you're like, I don't know who you are, but every single time you come onto the screen, I'm instantly paying attention Yeah, because you're just a force within she has, this movie. She has that presence that you're just like, oh, shit's about to go down. Yeah. And I, I don't know what even established that, which was weird. I don't know. But man, she is massive it's like it's weird it's good acting and good directing to set whatever set it up and then boom especially because like i have never heard of this i don't know who it is and she is commanding every scene she's in crushing it yes absolutely what i said about hugh jackman earlier no svetlana last name oh god oh good you stopped (laughs) again I thought he was going to make up a last name like, Kurlenko. That's right. <laughs> Jones. <laughs> Svetlana Ovechkin. Got it. Nailed it. <laughs> Logan and Yukio arrive to find the Yoshida estate in ruins. They're like, oh, we're too late. Don't know what to do now, except maybe get on this cool-ass chair. I don't know what he's trying to do here. He's like, I feel sick. A sick man was in this weird chair. I'm going to go sit in this weird chair. Well, earlier in the movie, they very heavy-handedly had him look at these two vials on a counter that had these weird bugs in them. These right mechanical, I don't know, <laughs> basically Matrix ripoffs. Whatever. Yeah, I was gonna say <laughs> the thing from the Matrix, but blue instead of right, red. Right. Exactly. And now he's like, "Bet you got one of those in me because they're not there anymore." <laughs> so he lays down on the on the weird. He's going to like the sharper image hospital here. <laughs> It is. It's like it's like the Brookstone version of hospital rooms. Right. It's like, wow, I, I clearly have something wrong with me. But also my back doesn't hurt anymore because it's hitting all the right pressure points. How is this chair comfortable? Yeah. 
I don't understand. Is it reverse spring loaded? Like it always comes up to meet the person in it's whatever so pose they're weird. It's bizarre, and I want to try it. I want to try it. <laughs> I can't imagine this is good for you. No, like at all. I think I just want to prove to myself that there's no way it's comfortable. Right. I think that's fair. It's one of those things that it's like the only thing that would pop more things in a chirp wheel commercial. Yes. Than the actual chirp wheel itself. Yeah. Like lay some bubble wrap down <laughs> on that and get on top of it and see what you what you hear. That's right. So words. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> get a cancered up Asian man who's very old to do this. <laughs> see what happens. <laughs> yeah. That's a weird infomercial that. Should never be made. (laughs) Do traditional backcrackers just not crack enough of your back? (laughs) So Logan uses the high-tech medical equipment and x-ray scanners to discover a parasite attached to his heart. Right, of course. Viper had placed there when he thought he was dreaming of making out with her. I don't know how she did it. but She just slipped it in with that fancy tongue of hers. Sure. He starts to extract it with his bare fucking hands. He cuts into his chest and just goes in. Like, come on, dude. You've been unable to heal this whole movie. Right. And then he says, I'm going to master and commander this bad boy and just hope for the best. <laughs> and Yuki was like, yo, don't do that. That's how I saw you die. Right. I, I literally told you. This is- heart in hand. <laughs> what are you doing? Oh, I got to take my heart out. <laughs> well, you didn't see that old man die. So I'm just kind of hoping there's going to be another weird yeah. occasion in the future. I'll have my heart in my hand. I don't know. Ain't nothing terrible going to happen today. Maybe one day, James Carey's going to have a flashback and punch a hole in my chest and pull out my heart and put it in a doggy bag. Maybe that's what you're talking about, Yukio. Maybe. 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 Kalima. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, James Mangold's sitting there going, I have an idea for the fifth Indian. (laughs) (laughs) We get Hugh Jackman. (laughs) We get Hugh Jackman. He's already had his heart in his hand once. Before Yukio can even attempt to talk Logan out of this crazy thing he's about to do. <laughs> Shinjin enters in full samurai gear because of course he does. Because of course he does. It's what happens when a white man directs a movie that's based in Japan. This is going to happen. <laughs> Yukio fights him off while Logan digs around in his own chest. I can't even imagine the direction that James Mangold gave Hugh Jackman. It's like, Hugh, you got a fight scene <laughs> happening while you are in your own chest. I'm going to need you to rub your pecs for like <laughs> Just, two days of filming yeah, straight. Yeah. Just constantly rub your pecs. Maybe if you think of it sometime in there, act like it hurts a little. <laughs> because he doesn't. No. <laughs> He's just so determined. He's like, I gotta get up to I'm my gonna heart. get it. I, I am now slightly mortal, I think. And just fuck it. I I'm also in. like that he, he, the angle he took was, it made sense. You know, you go under the ribs. He's gonna feel intestines or something. Oh yeah, you gotta work through some shit. You do. (laughs) It's not what you want. There's never a time in your life where you have to go. I gotta move my own lung. This is weird. (laughs) (laughs) I gotta move to what's behind. I gotta reach up and pull that thing off my heart again. Right. (laughs) Just call me Tony Stark. (laughs) Oh man, Marvel. Marvel. Things attached to hearts. Yes. So Logan pulls out the parasite and dies on the table, probably. Well, he does. We watched him die. (laughs) Luckily, removing the parasite brings back his healing ability just in time. Hey, how about that? To stop Shinjin from delivering a fatal blow to Yukio. (laughs) Right. Because, again, impeccable timing is his real superpower. It really is. Then he obviously fights Shinjin one-on-one. Shinjin can fight. Yeah, he can. He properly stabs Wolverine a number of times. And this is a fair fight. It is. 
Like he's getting his ass kicked. Technically, Shinjin has less By blades. A mortal. Yeah. Wolverine. Oh yeah, he's Wolverine again now. He yes. says so. He's like Wolverine. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of monster are you? The Wolverine. Right. He probably Lots goes. Time machine. <laughs> I smell essential oils. I'm back, baby. <laughs> Wolverine eventually overpowers him, but he spares his life, telling him, hey, I want you to live with the knowledge you tried to kill your own daughter. Then he kills him anyway. <laughs> like, right. less than a minute later. He's Bet like, that was a tough couple seconds. Yeah, you lived with that long enough. I'm now going to claw you right through the throat. It's like, it's been a minute. <laughs> now, this is my biggest question about Wolverine. How big are his claws? Oh, I don't because know. Because there is an answer to this, and it was found on a trading card from back in the day. Of course it was. His claws are 17.8 inches. Okay. Think about how thick the human body is, just in general. How many C's are we talking? How thick? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. It's less than 17.8 inches. In theory, there should be exit wounds to damn near everything Wolverine does. You would think. You like, would think. Like, every time he bends his elbow, something should be popping out. Absolutely. <laughs> like, how does he move his wrist? I have no idea how he would move his wrist. It makes no sense, but how also would he move his elbow? Because average male human forearm is only about 12 inches long. Mind you, Wolverine, what is he, 5'6"? <laughs> Supposed to be, Hugh Jackman. 5'4". <laughs> He's a very large man. Hugh Jackman is not. He is like 6 feet. Right. Easy. But canonically, according to this trading card, Wolverine's like... A good percentage of him is claw. I have so many questions, and I'm going to have more later. I'm going to have so many more later. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on. Just keep the anatomy yeah. going in your head. Sure. Because it's bananas. It, actually, it's adamantium. I apologize to all bananas <laughs> out there. <laughs> you wouldn't be able I to eat that I confuse them banana. all the time. <laughs> Yukio and Wolverine follow Harada and Viper to a research center to find Medico. Harada and his army of ninjas attack Wolverine. Using venomous arrows, Harada and his ninja clan are able to subdue and capture him. Yes, again. And this it's is probably Nagasaki pre-atom bomb. Maybe this is how they captured him. Maybe. You just have a bunch of arrows with strings. Right. That's all it takes. Eventually, you'll get enough guys that you can hold them still. <laughs> right. Why didn't he just claw the string? They must have been adamantium cables. Because it wasn't convenient to the plot. Right. My bad. I should stop questioning things You should know like this that. about the X-Men. Wolverine awakens in an adamantium restraint where Viper reveals the plans of extracting his immortality. Right. So everybody's a bad guy? I guess so. That's where I'm leaning. Next to him, there's a giant metallic mechanical samurai. One might call it a silver samurai. One might call it that. Viper reveals that Yashida had been stockpiling adamantium in recent years, having been obsessed with Wolverine's skeleton, and he built the suit of armor out of the material, and with it, Wolverine can be killed. Sure. You know what? Fine. Yep. Not going to question the science of a fake metal. Just not. <laughs> if you heat it up. <laughs> I don't know what that even is. If you heat it up, then it just makes your metal more malleable. That's true. Huh. I never thought I'd have to use a blacksmith plot hole finder for a movie. <laughs> like, what? You mean like if I heat up a knife, it doesn't cut through knives easier? No. <laughs> That's not how it works. It cuts through butter easier. Sure does. But Wolverine's not made of butter. No. He's made of more knives. Right. He's made of exclusively knives, as we've discussed. Whoops. (laughs) (laughs) 
Meanwhile, Mariko stabs Harada and escapes. She's like, hey, we're not 12 anymore. We're not getting married. I'm going to stab you. Right. For kidnapping me, you jerk. Traditional Japan, man. That's yeah. how it goes, I guess. She manages to get the Silver Samurai to miss with his flaming adamantium sword, breaking Wolverine out of his restraints. It's a very precise attack, and she nails it. I don't know First how. try. Because, nope, I don't even want to question it. I don't know how. I have no None idea. None of it makes any sense, but- here but we are. The Silver Samurai basically breaks Wolverine out of his out of his handcuffs. Yes, he does. Harada suddenly sees the error of his ways, like immediately, and he switches sides and he helps Wolverine and Medico, but then he's of course killed by the Silver Samurai. Right. Of course. Because yeah, oh, I'm good now. Well, you're dead now. <laughs> it wasn't even that. It's he talked to the Silver Samurai and he pretty much went against everything the Mandalorian stands for because he says, This is not the way. Yeah. And the Silver Samurai said, You fucker, no, it is the way. <laughs> Pascal for life! <laughs> <laughs> Can I give you some weird facts about the Silver Samurai? Yeah, of course. Created by Steve Gerber. Naturally. Do you know who Steve Gerber is most famous for creating? Who? Howard the Duck. <gasps> I love Steve Gerber. Yeah. <laughs> he debuted in Daredevil 111. Yep. The thing that he's most associated with, according to Wikipedia, where I found this, is this movie, The Silver Samurai, and in 1978, the Silver Samurai was the villain in Marvel Team-Up number 74 from October. Wait, who was teaming up in that one, Dave? Spider-Man and the cast of Saturday Night Live. Love it. The character faced off against comedian John Belushi's famous samurai character. <laughs> so That's amazing. Naturally, That's we should amazing. make him the big bad of a proper superhero movie years later. My real question is, did John Belushi defeat him? I'm unsure. I'd have to imagine yes. It would make sense. I'd have to imagine yes. Wolverine, on the other hand, struggled. Ah, well, it makes sense. (laughs) (laughs) Yukio finally shows up and brutally takes out Viper by hanging her with an elevator cable. Oh, it's badass. It's so badass. I loved it. I was like, wow, that was brutal. He hangs with the elevator cable. I'm just like, wow, that sucks a lot. It's a pretty crappy way to die. And then the elevator comes down and just bang. The counterweight just. Right in the oh, head. Oh, man, it is violent. It is insanely violent. I was like, wow. I know that there were rumors that this movie might be going for an R rating, but that proves it right there. Right. They definitely went for it at one point. Yes, they did. Wolverine manages to wield the Silver Samurai's flaming sword, and he uses two heavy hands to activate it. Yes, he does. <laughs> Remember what I said earlier about that heavy hand? No, I got it. Yeah. Thank you. He manages to slice off the helmet of the mechanical armor but we won't find out who it is for at least another 30 seconds. Until it's really, really convenient. (laughs) The Silver Samurai catches Wolverine by the wrists and cuts off his adamantium claws. And then he starts to extract Wolverine's immortality through Through his his claw bones? Yeah, I don't understand how that works. I don't know either. The claw bones connected to the... Mutant gene. Mutant gene? (laughs) Maybe it has to do with his bone marrow? I don't know. If I just suck up this marrow, I will also (laughs) be immortal. Uh, yeah, no, no thanks. It's weird, because it's like when you think about wounds in movies, whenever you have like a hero who's got like a wound on him, and then they punch that wound, everyone flinches. If you don't, then you're not human. Yeah. When they went into Wolverine's claws, I'm just like, this is ridiculous. (laughs) This is not landing. I don't feel The way I think you'd want it to (laughs) land. I just don't think it's working. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what that pain feels like. Right. I'm not familiar cannot relate. with getting bones sawed off and then drilled into. <laughs> it sounds like it would hurt, but like I have no frame of I reference no whatsoever. Clue. Right. In that moment, it's revealed that the Silver Samurai is 
Yashida. Hey, how about that? Because I didn't see him die. Of course it is. Yes. Of course. He is slowly transforming into the younger version of himself at the beginning of the movie. Right. Because that's how healing works. You take away the you cancer younger. and you yes. turn 70 years younger. That's right. <laughs> that's why whenever I go on antibiotics, I look like I'm 12 again. Because that's how healing works. Absolutely. <laughs> what a stupid fucking movie, Brian. <laughs> I don't know. I still like it. It's weird. (laughs) Medico turns on her grandfather, stabbing him with Wolverine's detached claws. She says, I buried my grandfather. It's like, you didn't. No. I don't know what you buried. Tell you the truth. You were barely at that funeral before you got abducted (laughs) by the Yakuza. You didn't bury anyone that day. Technically, you didn't bury anything, period, because- Because here he is. The funeral never happened. People are like, well, this is convenient. Let's uh let's get rid of the bulldozer man who just dug the hole or however you bury people in Japan. Like bulldozer this, hole. That's convenient. This is great. This is great for the budget of our incredibly rich family. <laughs> <laughs> Wolverine's bone claws grow back. No, hard no. hard stop in the movie hard hard stop. <laughs> How? They grow back so fast. How? He has healing ability. Not for bones. His bones are adamantium now. He doesn't have proper bones His in there anymore. Bones are inside the adamantium bones, right? No. I don't I don't know how any of this works. I know. As it's soon as you movie. take away the adamantium bones, his regular bones have got to regrow because the only reason they're not regrowing is because of the indestructible metal that's in this place. This isn't Harry fucking Potter. You can't just regrow proper bones. I mean, it kind of is, and they kind of do. <laughs> it's ridiculous. They're like, no, he drilled into the, the adamantium. Now he's got real bones again. It's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> do you think the inside of his body is just a constant battle between real bones trying to grow, but like, well, sorry, adamantium's here already. Are you suggesting that there's like an Osmosis Jones version of Wolverine's body? I hope so. It's the only version nuts. of him I want to see from now on. <laughs> Was that Chris Rock? I think it was Chris Rock. I just want it's Bill Murray. Just want That's Chris sure. Rock inside Hugh Jackman's body, going like uh, Chris Rock with an Australian accent, of course, the whole time. Why Australian? Because Hugh Jackman. Yeah, but he's playing a Canadian. So, all right, fine. I mean, <laughs> how are you trying to talk me out of Chris Rock with an Australian <laughs> accent? Why would you even do that? Honestly, any way I can get this thing to happen, I'm in. Fair enough. So, Feige, call again. Yep, you're welcome. <laughs> what, if, what if it's Chris Rock inside Pete Holmes Wolverine? Okay, now we now we're we're really cooking with gas. <laughs> now, how does that work? Just I all around don't know at all. And where does the Australian accent come in? Can it still stay? Yes, of okay. course. I've never wanted something more in my life. That says a lot about you, actually. I know. I know. More about you than it does Pete Holmes and Chris Rock. I've watched a lot of superhero movies in the past 120 weeks of my life. Yeah. Because this is episode 120. (laughs) I need this, Brian. Uh, I need this. I'm not going to be the one to take it from you. (laughs) I also need this. (laughs) Can we start like a change.org petition? We can. (laughs) To get Pete Holmes. We can. And to get Pete Holmes' attention, we'll call it. We want to make it weird. Perfect. And he's be like, I feel like I should sue you. But <laughs> also, Crashing got canceled, totally and damn it, is. I need a job on film. <laughs> Did Crashing get canceled? I think so. Oh, that's a bummer. That was a good show. It was a good show. Speaking of Pete Holmes, actually, I just listened to his latest interview with Dane Cook. Oh, no. And it wasn't his latest interview. It was just an interview with Dane Cook. Yeah, one that he did. 
Dane Cook is fascinating when he's just talking. Oh, he absolutely. understands that he is like he had his moment in the sun. Yeah. And he understands that it's over. Yeah. And he's talking about his next thing as if it's like the next progression in comedy. And I don't think I've ever been more excited for a comedian to come back. Interesting. Because he's like, yeah, I did my usual shtick and it worked. He's like, I wrote it and it worked out really great. Like Vicious Circle, as we talked about. Yeah. And Harmful Swallowed. He's like, yeah, it was all great jokes that I wrote and I had the high energy in them. And he's like, I tried to do something else because he's one of those guys. Like, I thought I could just say fuck it and just go a different direction because I didn't need that act. Yeah. And he's like, and I couldn't. Wow. It's like, it was weird because it's like, I'm now my next special, I'm like coming together with what I did and what I want to do. He's like, I think it's like the culmination and it's going to be something great. I'm super intrigued. And I am too. And Dane Cook. What if it sucks? He's a fascinating, <laughs> don't you fanboys it. Dane Cook <laughs> is a fascinating guy when you actually just hear him talk. He is. I, I listened to an episode of uh, the Burt cast that he was on and I was like, I don't know why I'm listening to this, but I'm loving every part of Absolutely. it. Absolutely. It's like Dane Cook, enemy of the podcast, also friend of the podcast now. Hey, Dane Cook, if you hear this, you want to talk about a superhero movie, let us know. Let Even us if know. it's one we've already talked about. <laughs> Fuck it. Come I on. don't care. You're Dane Cook. <laughs> come on down and just, I don't know, we'll shit on the coats together. It'll be great. It's on or around the coats. <laughs> right. Eat Jesus. Talk about superheroes. <laughs> So Wolverine's bone claws grow back. <laughs> I forgot that's where we were. I tried to pretend it never happened. Yeah, no, it's still going to happen. And he tears into the silver samurai armor, and he throws Yoshida to his death. Just <laughs> sure. off a cliff, like his granddaughter wanted to do at the beginning of the movie. Right. Yin and yang. I guess so. Logan passes out and has one more hallucination of Jean, finally moving on from her death, I think. I don't know how this works. There's brighter lights in this one, and he it looks like he's dying, but he's also fine, because... He's, he's Wolverine? Yeah. Right. And it's one of those things how he's like, Gene, I'm always going to love you. Mariko. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, until he starts making out with her. It's like, what? <laughs> Presumably, she can hear what he's saying because he's like alert and awake in right. real life. And he's just like, Gene, I'll always love you. And she's like, oh, he's having his Gene hallucinations again. He's probably going to make out with me in 10 minutes and I'm supposed to act like that's okay. <laughs> I'm only the most powerful woman in the world now. This is fine. <laughs> this is totally fine. <laughs> I don't understand how it is. Like, Jean's the cake, and Mariko's eating it, too, and Wolverine's just going to go for it. Yeah, I guess so. Like, the cake is not a lie. I guess so. Mariko becomes the CEO of Yashida Corporation and says goodbye to Logan, hoping to see him again. I like how we know tarmac. she's, like, the CEO of a major corporation, because now she wears sunglasses. She has sunglasses <laughs> now. It. And and a very nice pantsuit. It's a power suit, for sure. Oh, yeah. She's got the heels and everything, and she stands like she's now in charge. Yeah, she's like, I hope I see you again. And he's like, I'm a soldier, and I've been missing for too long. And <laughs> right. I don't know what that means. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Are you going to go, like, enlist? I don't know <laughs> what's happening here. <laughs> I have no idea. He gets on the plane with Yukio, who reminds him that she's his bodyguard, and he's like, yeah, whatever. Sure. She's Where do you like, want to go? Up. To the sky. We'll figure it out. That's not how planes That's work. That's not how you planes can't just work. Set a trajectory while you're already in the air. Planes of gas. You need to aim it in the right way so you get there with the proper amount of gas. Like why is he playing coy with his destination? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> she's like, I'm in the plane. Like you're not going to surprise me, right? And she, well, the thing is, she said, she's like, where do you want to go? He's like, up. And she's like, okay. And, yeah, we're in a plane. That's probably going to happen. And then, and then. 
we'll see where it takes it. And she's like, I like the way you roll. And then it's credits. And I'm like, what just happened? Bye, Yukio. <laughs> oh, yeah. that is Wolverine from 2013. Until it's not. Holds on. I've got another IMDb trivia No, fact. illegal against the <laughs> rules. I bookended this I one. I don't want you to bookend anything. And especially with what we just talked about, because we just went through the Silver Samurai and then Bone Claws ready, and then now we're here <laughs> again. Like, what are we doing with this movie? Bone and now claws you're going to drop ready. IMDb facts after the fact? Yeah. God damn it, bro. <laughs> Honestly, this was somewhere in the middle, somewhere, and it just never happened. Well, then so, leave it not happening. No, Just it like has, the sense in this movie. In this movie. Okay. Yukio and Viper are mutants, whereas Harada is not. It's the other way around in the comics. Great. I've never been happier. I'm glad I got that in there. It's I'm worth so it. Happy. It's worth it. <laughs> so yeah, there's a mid-credit scene. There sure is. And out of all the mid-credit scenes that I think we've ever watched, this might be the biggest banger. Which was nuts to even think about, just in the grand scheme of things. Yeah. This was a banger. It's a big one. Yeah. <laughs> this a movie... is an atom bomb on Nagasaki level large. Whoa. Good real estate after, as we <laughs> learned. You make a lot of money if you survive it. If you survive it in a hole with a mutant man. Yeah. You're going to be fine. Down the mutant manhole. I feel like that's how you get to old New York Futurama style. We cut to two years later. Wolverine is in line at airport is security. Is it really two years later? Yeah, they say right on the screen, two years later. But he's already in the airplane, and now he's two years later in the airport. Yeah, and like, Yukio's gone. Yeah. So something happened those two I years. I saw our own death. It's like, what, Yukio, how do you die? Uh, I fucking kill myself because I hung out with you for too long. <laughs> I don't know, Wolverine. Oh, I never thought to look into my own death. You're a real Weird. downer. She does say during the fight, today is not my day. That's a good point. So she does know when she dies. This is big fish. Gotta be inconvenient. <laughs> oh. Is she Albert Finney just going, now I die? <laughs> That's by Albert Finney. It's perfect. I appreciate I it. I love that movie. Just draw it up. That's one of those ones that I can't get through dry-eyed. No, it makes sense. This one too, The Wolverine. Right. <laughs> big fish is a Ben Steinless movie. I like that analogy. That's good. I, That's thank good. you. It's- the best I got. For rye. <laughs> oh, for rye? For bread? Rye. What are we? For dry. For red rye eyes. bread. Sarah Lee. <laughs> for rye or pumpernickel bread. <laughs> Missed opportunity, really, when you think about it. Bakery has no. <laughs> he could have had more money for people to win if he just did bread commercials. That's right. <laughs> not his agent. Fuck him. I'm not going to give him free advice. We're on Feige's team right now. That's right. So Wolverine is in line at airport security. And he opts for the pat down. <laughs> because metal. Yes. And there's an ad for Trask Industries playing on the TV, which is important. It is important. Suddenly, the coins, watches, and other metal objects in the X-ray machine area begin to float. Right. And Logan immediately deduces that this is the work of Magneto and spins around bone claws ready to go. Is it bone claws or proper claws? It's bone claws. Okay. I made sure to, to check. Okay. And Magneto... Sir Ian fucking McKellen. Yes. Freezes Logan in place because the rest of his bones are still out of man. That's stupid. Because we yeah, don't know how ahead. this works at all. <laughs> Can you imagine? My name is not Magneto anymore. My name is now. <laughs> say it. Maronito. Oh, I thought you were going to say Bonito. <laughs> <laughs> Missed opportunity. <laughs> are Bonito fish big? <laughs> Oh, my blood. Oh. There we are. <laughs> <laughs> M- 
Magneto tells Logan that there are evil forces that could bring about the end of mutants. And Logan's like, why would I trust you? And he's like, you wouldn't. <laughs> and then Logan notices that everything is frozen, not just him. Not right. Just, not just his metal bones, but everybody's bones. Everybody's frozen. He hears a squeaky wheel. So he turns around, and instead of having an impactful, sudden appearance of Professor Charles Xavier, played by Sir Patrick fucking Stewart, right? he instead slowly slaloms through a sea of frozen <laughs> civilians. Just no impact whatsoever on this appearance. I like how I can imagine like they just turned off his mic that day, because you'd be like, oh, excuse me, excuse me, left turn, right turn, right turn, left turn. I'm going to have those Federer forearms for how much I'm having to wheel this. Logan's like... How are you alive? And Xavier reminds him that he's not the only one with gifts. Have you ever read a comic book, you dumb fuck? (laughs) Don't you remember the post-credits of the last movie where I went, (laughs) I said words from a bed that you couldn't see my face from. Right. Exactly. Called out to the woman whose name I currently cannot remember. (laughs) It's a banger. Yeah. They set up Days of Future Past. They did. They were like, hey, these are the days of the future, perhaps past. That's right. And that is The Wolf Room for 2013, directed by James Mangold. Sure is. What a journey we've been on, Brian. We sure have. Wow. I want to say, for the first time ever, fuck this movie. (laughs) But I also like this movie. Yeah. And I don't know why. I'm not sure. I think it's because they finally do something different with Wolverine that's not just totally insufferable the whole time. He is an insufferable character. But I actually think this movie is... It's more serious than X-Men Origins Wolverine. Absolutely. And in a lot of ways, when you think about it, it's a lot more goofy, which is weird because X-Men Origins Wolverine is a goof-em-up movie. Yeah, this one, the and goof is a lot hidden. of fun. The goof is... Uh, you got to go digging for the goof. You got to dig for the goof. It's a pretty good movie, though. Yeah. It's a really interesting character study on Wolverine. Absolutely. And I, I think this is the second time recently that we've talked about these these... X-Men kind of one-offs where they focus on one character in particular. If you want to hear the other one, go check out Jerry D on Totally Rad Christmas. We did an episode a lot about Shadowcat, Kitty Pride. That's right. And uh, that's going to be coming out sometime in the next two weeks. But give him a follow and, and you'll know exactly when that comes out. Absolutely. But I like that they're diving into these single character movies and it makes a lot of sense. I really, really wish they did more. Yeah. And not just the Wolverine over and over and over and over. No, no. I I wish that X-Men Origins Magneto never got canceled. I agree. Because that movie would have been phenomenal. Without a doubt. Magneto's an unbelievable character. Yeah. And speaking of Shadowcat, that was actually another one that they were were talking about doing as a Kitty Pryde movie. Sure. That got canceled when Disney was like, I'm going to buy up all the X-Men. And and (laughs) everyone was like, yay! They'll be here soon enough. Again. It's got to start coming soon. Oh, without a doubt. Without a doubt. I hope it's a slow drip, like... Mutant here, mutant there. You're just going to see just someone drinking maple syrup, and you're like, Wolverine, oh. here we are. Oh, this is just Super Troopers. Never mind. <laughs> ah, put on the wrong movie again. Disney bought Super Troopers? What? Farva <laughs> is Wolverine? I <laughs> uh, didn't know I needed that in my life. <laughs> Can we just have a movie with all unlikely Wolverines? Ah, <laughs> oh, Gene, it's got your name on it. <laughs> The only difference between Favre and Wolverine is that Wolverine knows what a liter of cola is. That's right. Canadian. Proper Canadian. <laughs> exactly. Hey, Wolverine, what's the name of uh, that restaurant you like to go to with all the shit on the walls? You mean Scott's mom's house? Ha! <laughs> <laughs> Got him! Uh, the Wolverine! The Wolverine. Rotten Tomatoes. Go ahead. 
127. Yep, nailed it. No, that's First actually try. the body count of the movie. Is it really? <laughs> yeah. It's a lot. They kill a lot of people. It's a lot of people. I'm going to say, I feel like I've been in the 70s a lot lately, but I'm going to say like a 75. I'm going to say like a 71. Okay. Where they're going to say it. I'll, I'll agree with them because right. I'm reading. All right, that's fair. It got a 69% audience score, though. Nice. Nice. Roger, we did not see this movie. Why not? He was alive I at know. the time. That's, that's, I just, I mean, why is he going to waste his remaining life hours that's watching fair. The Wolverine? That's totally fair. So he sent his minion, Christy Lemire, to go see it instead. Fun. From Roger.com. She gave it three out of four stars. Oh. She says, yes, the metal-clawed mountain of muscle actually suffers an existential crisis, weighing the benefit of his immortality and getting a taste of what it's like to ache and bleed and weaken without instant healing. Faced with the possibility of trading in his mutant powers, he must consider what's worth living for now, loving a beautiful woman, fighting an untold number of ninjas, and what's waiting for him in the afterlife, loving a beautiful woman, fighting, well, no one. Hmm. I don't think she knows how death works. I don't think Wolverine knows how death works, so Why maybe would he? That's, that's apropos. Wolverine is, makes him human, really, doesn't it? I guess so. <laughs> I mean, we don't know if you want to get Real existential with all this. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Did you just make this movie deeper? Yeah. Don't do that. Do you want me to Richard Dawkins this thing and pull it right back out? <laughs> I mean, I could talk about convenient timing again. <laughs> Please. That'd be great. <laughs> she goes on to say, even as things sadly go awry toward the end, Jackman remains a formidable force at the center. His Wolverine does not want to charm us with a witty, sardonic aside. He doesn't even care if we like him. That's true. A descendant of the Clint Eastwood legacy, he is quiet brute force personified, but with a minimum of blood in his violent wake. This is a PG-13 matter of life and death, after all. <laughs> and he says bub a lot. He does say bub a lot. He does get one fuck in there. He does, and it, it was well-placed. It was. He said, uh, get fucked, pretty boy, or whatever was it was. Like, Go that's f- amazing. Yeah. It's like, hey, you know what? If you got one, that's the time. James Mangold was like, that's the spot. That's or right. maybe it was Mark Bombeck or, or Scott Frank, one of the writers. It could like, have been. This is the spot. Either one of them, they could have done better. But Could have just been Hugh Jackman. It could have been, but we're <laughs> never going to know. We won't. The scriptwriter's on Amazon.com gave this thing a 4.6 out of 5. 76% are 5 star, 1% are 1 star. Wow. We're only interested in the 1 star here, man. That's true. First one I have is from December 23rd, 2017. Happy Festivus. Yeah. So Wolverine's cool. He's tough as nails vigilante who kills his enemies so they don't come back at him with his main superpowers being regeneration of injury. Mm -hmm. So what does every filmmaker do to quote unquote balance the score? They take away his superpower. Yeah. Dumb and dumber, which is weird. (laughs) I didn't read that far down when I built it. So basically, I have a superhero movie without a superhero. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's pretty par for the course. They call it Stakes. Right. You kind of have to have them. Otherwise, what what is he doing here? I don't know. Oh, I'm invincible the whole movie. That'll be fun to watch. <laughs> hey, I literally can't die. Enjoy watching that for two hours and six minutes yeah, of your please. life. Yeah, please. Thank you. This will be great. From February 2nd, 2014, I just watched The Wolverine. It sucked. <laughs> First, Hot adamantium cannot cut adamantium. Also, according to Marvel, there is no more adamantium on Earth. So where do they get the thousands of pounds needed to build that? Uh, they use a word I'm not going to use. Robot. Slow is the word they they should have used. Was he slow? I didn't say that. Baby driver, man. So Don't good. tell me with a good time. So good. <laughs> 
They go on to say, further in the movie, Wolverine's adamantium claws are cut off. So does that mean we have seen the end of his razor claws and now he is back to the stupid bone claws? No! In the next movie, they magically reappear because that is how much Hollywood is sucking these days. (laughs) Lastly, could the movie have spent any more time avoiding action scenes? Out of a two-hour movie, only the last 30 minutes has any action. Wolverine is possibly the most popular X-Men character and the movie focuses on his feelings. His oh, dating no. a Japanese woman and him being a pussy. Officially in the top 10 worst movies ever seen. Just crap. Just pointless crap. Wow. This guy has some opinions. Yeah, he does. And not even correct remembrance of how the movie goes. There are multiple chase scenes. There are. This movie actually uses action in a very good way. It does. And what's wrong with little character development? Oh, Feelings. According to a lot of people who watch superhero movies a lot. But- Action movies usually use action to tie scenes together. Yeah. And it's because they don't have too much character to build. They don't have too much plot to build on. The Fast and the Furious. Let's call it what it is. <laughs> this movie almost has action scenes as an inconvenience to what right. they're trying to do, Despite which is amazing. The rest because of the it's movie. like, yeah. wow, I'm building so much character. Now I, I guess I do need an action scene thrown about here to kind of keep the nerds in their seats. I guess we'll, we'll throw them on a 300 kilometer an hour train so we can get it over with faster. Right. Exactly. I think this is actually a pretty good movie for yeah. the way it uses action because James Mangold's interest in the character. Exactly. I love I agree. that. Yeah. From February 25th, 2014, where are the X-Men? What does this have to do with the series? If somebody knows, please fill me in. It's called The Wolverine. And you were like, <laughs> hey, why why in this movie that's not titled X-Men colon something, am I not seeing more X-Men? <laughs> it doesn't make sense to me either. Yeah, I got that new Spider-Man movie, and I was like, where the hell are all of the X-Men? Because <laughs> it's always, <laughs> where are the X-Men? That's right. It's like Daredevil with Ben Affleck. It's like, I heard Ben Affleck play Batman. Is he playing two characters in this movie? This is confusing yeah, to me. Where is Batman? For real, though. I got the director's cut and everything. <laughs> Last one I have is from December 20th, 2013. Title, Racist Orientalist Fantasy. Oh, boy. Yeah, it's going to be. It sounds like a banger. Dark and heated, so uh, apologies to all of our Asian listeners. Strap in. Here we go. Review. I liked Wolverine's relationship with the grizzly bear, though. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Yeah. Wow. They have it. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. Let's get this thing a super stuff score. We could, but. Oh, dear. I'm glad you brought up the bear again. I was afraid you'd forget the bear. I will never, ever forget the bear, because you told me never to ever forget the bear. And now for another edition of the Cape Podcasters Theater, bub. Now, whatever you're thinking is about to happen, you're probably wrong. Is it Bear Grylls? It's not Bear Grylls. Is it Grizzly Man? Oh, keep giving me guesses because I want to see how wrong you can get. Is it Grizzly Adams? Oh, that's the closest one, maybe. I don't think so. Okay. So Keaton Patty forced a bot to watch a thousand hours of Family Guy. Yeah, no, it's okay. <laughs> and then ask the bot to write a Family Guy episode of its own. This is the first page. Dave, I'm going to be doing the parts of the narration, Peter, History Doctor, and Stewie. Holy crap. And you're going to be parts. doing Meg, Brian, John Wilkes Booth, and Quagmire. <laughs> Holy shit. There are so many characters. There are a lot of parts in this one, but it's a quick one. How? I don't understand. You will see. Okay. <laughs> Family Guy. Interior, house from Family Guy. 
We see Peter, a hefty father, and Brian, the alcoholic dog, watching TV. The miserable thing, Meg, enters crying. (laughs) A bear would not take my sex. Increase your silence, Meg. You are the worst father, Peter. Not as bad as John Wilkes Booth. Cut to (laughs) interior the hospital from history. A history doctor hands John Wilkes Booth an alive baby. Enjoy your new child, boy. We see baby is Abraham Lincoln with hat and president beard. Guess I'll kill your son. Cut to interior (laughs) house from Family Guy. Stewie, the gay murder baby, enters holding a nuclear bomb. Victory is my cool whip. Rhode Island is my Cleveland. (laughs) Brian drinks the nuclear bomb because of alcoholism. Neighbor Quagmire opens the door, covered in giggity. Bear just took my sex! Cut to interior Urkel Spleen. <laughs> Jesus Christ, family guy! <laughs> wow. Just say whatever you want. <laughs> we already saw South Park and the Manatees. We get it. Exactly. You could do literally anything. That one had nuclear bombs. Sure did. And bears. Yeah, how about that? So, All that's missing is Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> Tied it back to the movie like I somehow managed to do I don't know how. Week. Good for you. It's getting harder. I'm proud of you. But I always find a way. You do. Let's give this thing a super sub score. Story motivation. I don't know why he is there to protect Mariko. He goes to say goodbye to a dying man and then stays for a long time. Yes, he does. And I don't know why. This thing's like the Gilligan's Island of X-Men movies. The three, three hour tour? Yeah. It's time only one day. One day. And then he stays for... Way longer than that. Yeah, and the story doesn't do it for me, though, either, on this thing. It's an interesting story. I mean, he saves a guy's life 70 years ago, and then the guy plots against him and, <laughs> and, and you know, brings him to Japan to Are steal his mutant ability. that and... an extremely wealthy Japanese businessman is going to be selfish at some point and try to take something from someone else in order to get ahead? No, surely not. Surely not any businessman would ever do that. Doesn't sound like the businessmen I know. <laughs> All right, so the story is fine. The story is fine. <laughs> the motivation is, I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to go point two five. I'm going to go zero. Zero? Actually, zero. I don't care for this. I mean, he's a soldier, so he's got a soldier. He soldiered all over the place, <laughs> I guess. Motivation. He's like, oh, I don't know. Got to protect the girl. No, nah, I'm going to go zero. Yeah. There's a lot of non-explanation. Hero. He saves the day. He sure does. No one asked him to. That's weird. <laughs> it is weird. Nobody did ask him. Well- <laughs> He was also the victim of of the 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 plot to steal the powers. He was, but so at the was... same time, his whole real plot is: I got to keep my powers. I need to go maybe find my powers again. I don't know, but also I need to protect Mariko. And Mariko's openly saying, "I'm good." Yeah, but that's be- she's good because she wants to die. So, like, I understand him being like, "No, kid, <laughs> you don't want to die." I was friends with your grandfather. He's liking life a whole lot. <laughs> he is, but it's interesting also because the grandfather himself didn't want to die, so he didn't commit right. Harry Carrier or whatever it was on the beach. Seppuku. That's what I said. Yeah. <laughs> then it's weird because you have the granddaughter who's like his pride and joy or whatever, and it's like, oh, he sees a lot of her in himself or whatever. Or does he? not at all because she is openly trying to jump off a cliff. Yeah. Well, they, they even say that in the final confrontation. They're like, did he choose you as the heir to this because you're strong or because you're weak? That's really interesting. Doesn't change anything about the hero. But the hero. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go point two five. Yeah. He does a thing. He saves the day. He saves the day. He gets his powers back. He kicks a lot of ass without him. He kicks so much ass without him, which I just think is more impressive. Yeah. 
He's going now, around. Wolverine had a kick ass without his powers. I'm going to go 0. .5. All right. I, I'm okay with that. We, we can up that. Getting shot and just walking it off like a champ. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Rub some dirt in it. <laughs> <laughs> Villain. Villains? I feel like it's just like Japan as a whole for some It's like reason. this entire family except for this poor girl. <laughs> uh, like, he tells even- him. I'll let you die, the villain. He's like, I, I know how to make you die. It's like, we know how to make everyone die. Really, think about Time. it. It's not hard to do. Time kills everybody, right. except Wolverine. Except Wolverine, <laughs> because he aged up and then stopped it, like, one day. Like, this is good enough. This is the best I'm going to look. Hard stop. That's weird. That Like, mutant powers are like, hey, you know, somewhere in your late 20s, early 30s is when, when your <laughs> body is the most healthy, I guess. So that's when we're going to stop aging. As someone who's in their early 30s, I disagree. Yeah, same. <laughs> Same. Um, I like Viper. Yeah. She, she's really good until she's not. She's got a commanding presence, which is something you want in a villain. Yeah. But she's also henchy. I'm going to go 0. 0.25. 0. 0.25. Even for the Silver Samurai? Especially for the Silver Samurai. With his heated up butter knife? <laughs> it doesn't do anything. Well, he's an old man in a suit. Fair. Still. That he built in a very nice establishment. In a, with, definitely not a cave with not scraps. scraps. Right. Parents, that is a big fat zero. It always will be, probably with Wolverine. With Wolverine, he doesn't even remember. Right. That's another thing I'm glad they got rid of in this movie was his oh, his amnesia. He's right. like, no, I know who the fuck I am. <laughs> I'm the Wolverine. Right. Female characters. Mariko's okay. Mariko's okay. Yukio's okay. Yukio's pretty good. Mm. She's pretty badass. She is. She keeps saying she's like the bodyguard of Wolverine, which I yeah, like. I like a lot. But she's also not the best fighter. As we've seen. I mean, because she gets bested by a guy who we openly said is very good <laughs> and almost beat Hugh Jackman. Yeah, that's actually pretty fair. I mean, she holds her own. And she does that one in the, oh, at the funeral when she's got the, the stick. And she's... she's the bad. way you just worded that made her seem like such a loser. She's like, badass. Yeah, she got a cool stick. I am a big fan of heroes with sticks. Donatello is my favorite Ninja I am Turtle. I'm aware of that, and, yes. And Gambit. He's got some cards. He's... He's got cards, but he's also got the bow he's staff. He's got a bow staff, yes. I'm going to go 0.25 for the I ladies. I disagree. Where are you going? One. Really? These are some strong-ass women. I'll go 0.75. Viper. I have issues. Viper. I have so many issues. Also, this movie passes the Bechdel test early and often. Oh, it does. Okay, one. You know what? That's <laughs> enough for an argument. You're right. Setting. Japan. It is. It's very Japanese. It's very Japanese. They often say that's not traditional Japanese in the movie. Yeah. I'm going to go one. I, I agree. I mean, I don't know any better. Fooled my dumb American brain. <laughs> Style and tone. It's a Wolverine movie. It's a Wolverine movie, but it's a different tone than we've seen with other X-Men and Wolverine movies. How so? It's more, way more serious. It's extremely serious, I'll give you that. I feel like it pulls off everything that Brian Singer tried to pull off. Yeah, yeah. But because possibly James Mangold's a decent human being, and <laughs> Brian Singer is a massive pile of shit. Truth. Maybe that's the difference there. It could be. Maybe that's all it takes. I'll go 0.75. I'm okay with that. That checks out. Music. You got me. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's probably the I right reaction. Nothing. It's Marco Beltrami. Okay. Who's done a bunch of stuff, like 310 yeah. to Yuma. Yeah, he's done a bunch Hurt of stuff. Hurt Locker, A Quiet Place, Ben-Hur. I got nothing. And I don't remember a single note Not a note single note. I'm going to go zero. Yeah, zero. Nothing. I agree. Didn't stick out to me. One-liners. Not a lot here. Not a whole lot. He's got a. He's um when the ninjas show up, he's like, 
Is that all you brought? I liked that. I like that. Doesn't mean it's a good one-liner. That's true. I also liked when he threw the guy in the pool and he's like, I didn't. That's but that's great. That's hard uh, I'm gonna go zero. Zero. Yeah. Not a lot sticking there. And finally, impact on the genre. It got a third. Got a third. Again. It was always probably gonna get a third. Because it is Hugh Jackman Wolverine. It's Hugh Jackman Wolverine. I'm surprised they stopped it at, at six, seven movies he was in. I don't know. It's ridiculous. It's so many. Uh, this is the bridge to Days of Future Past. Yes. And it, wasn't, it was supposed to be a standalone, and they were like, nope, bring in Gene Gray. Tie it in. Bring in Magneto and, and Xavier, and let's make it a proper movie. Yeah. That's something. It's a .25 at the most for me. Yeah. I mean, it, it feels... Par for the course. Yeah. But it also, is this the first non-Brian Singer X-Men? No, because um, James Mangold also did X-Men Orange Wolverine. Right. No, he didn't. Did he? No, I can't remember. I just looked it up. Gavin Hood did X-Men's Origins Wolverine. Yeah, that's what you said. That's not what I said this time. <laughs> yeah, don't, and, you, don't you pull my own bit on me. And uh, Matthew Vaughn <laughs> did first class, so I'm way off You're base. way off. Yeah. That's all right. Uh, I'm going to go 0.25. 0.25. That is, that is going to give this... A very low score for a movie, movie that we, we liked. liked. Damn it. The Wolverine gets a total score of 3.75. Probably deserved. I don't know. I think it was better than that. I don't. Personally. Uh, uh, now I'm good. I'm good with that. It might be because I'm kind of in an X-Men mood with how much we've been talking about it lately. It's a lot. Between WandaVision and, <laughs> and our guest <laughs> right. spot on Totally Rad Christmas, it's been a lot of X-Men. It's so much X-Men, it's ridiculous. So, All right. There you go. I guess the next question is, what are we talking about next week? Next week, we are going to be joined by a guest. It's been a while. It's been a long time. We're going to have Mr. Ben Carruth on the show. Right, first time guest. First timer, because he really wants to talk about Constantine. Speaking of John Wick. <laughs> yeah, The Matrix. Because He was also in that, yeah. Connie Reeves. This movie took a lot of stuff from The Matrix. Like that How? Like the little parasite guy. Yeah. And, and like actual props from the ninja scene. Like, what? Like Wait, weapons. what? What? Yeah. <laughs> they used they reused actual weapons from the Matrix. Fourteen years later. Yep, they were like using Matrix. Oh, is that <laughs> still hanging around? Why don't we give it to a ninja? Okay. Uh, sure. Yeah. Great. The the more you know. Constantine. I have never seen it. I've seen it once, and I don't remember much. That seems to be par for the course for you. <laughs> I remember. Keanu Reeves smokes a lot of cigarettes. Fair enough. And that's that's as far All as... All right. You got to do something when you're on the screen, I guess. I guess so. If you're Brad Pitt, you eat. If you're Keanu Reeves in you this one movie... smoke all the cigarettes in the one movie. That's right. Until next week, be sure to rate, review, subscribe on whichever podcast platform you prefer. We're on all of them. Like and follow us on our social media, at Kate Podcasters, across the accounts. You can find links to the specific ones on KatePodcasters.com, our sweet website. Absolutely. While you're there, you can check out our Patreon, where we're doing exclusive monthly not-so-super movies and the occasional bonus content with, with comic books and animated shows and, and brackets when we have them. There's a lot. There's so much going on on Patreon. It's ridiculous. It's a lot. I miss free time. I miss it so much. What's that? <laughs> What's free time? I like entertaining people more. I like yeah giving people something to listen to and then hearing back from them saying that we made their day a little bit better and you know what that actually feels a little better that is that's nice me spending time with my children so ah, what your kids will grow <laughs> <laughs> whether you're there or not you're right they're like weeds <laughs> right that's how children work yeah i don't know not important stay tuned later this week for more <laughs> wandavision as we as we continue our 
our weekly series. Getting to the end. We're getting real close to the end. Yeah, we are. And then we're going to be diving right into Falcon and Winter Soldier. That's right. It doesn't start too much later. No, it doesn't. I, I think we get a week off. We do get one oh, whole lucky week. us. What yes. are we going to record instead? I, hopefully nothing. <laughs> <laughs> if you have any questions, comments, or suggestions, you can send them to katepodcasters at gmail.com. We do have an email. Who's it from? It is from Jeff Miner. Hi, Jeff. He says, hello, Kate Podcasters. So I listened to your episode of Megamind, and a couple of thoughts entered my mind. Good. Firstly. Good place for thoughts to enter. Animation. Both hand-drawn and computer-generated are such an amazing achievement in terms of visual media. TV shows, movies, even video games such as Cuphead. It's an incredible feat, and everyone needs to respect all the creators and artists that put so many hours drawing something as simple as waving their hand back and forth. I love animation, and I think it needs to be recognized more. I agree. I'm giving him a high five. Yeah. Boom. Now, the real reason why I'm writing... You. Of course. All right. (laughs) And it has nothing to do with the Phantom. Oh, thank God. Good to know. One, take any three of your favorite Disney movies. Now think of the three most well-known Don Bluth films, The Secret of Nim, An American Tale, and The Land Before Time. Which would you rather watch more, your three favorite Disney movies or those three movies? Oh, dear. Now that's tricky because I've watched the Disney movies more. Same. By a long shot. By a lot. But... I feel like the Don Bluth stuff is a lot of fun to revisit because I don't get to see it nearly as much. Especially when I agree. like my kids, Disney Plus, my Your Disney movies are just through the roof at this point. It's like, damn it, I Disney. want Don Bluth yeah. badly right now. I'm still going to go with the Disney movies. I think I am too. Jeff says that uh, the Don Bluth movies for him are going up against Robin Hood, The Rescuers Down Under, and Lilo and Stitch, which is a solid trio. That is a good trio. Uh, but he's, st- he's going Don Bluth because Land Before Time is a rare diamond that we may never see again. Because the dinosaurs being dead. Right. Spoilers. And because dinosaurs being they only dead. made like nine of them. That's a good point. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> the three that I would choose would probably be Aladdin, Beauty and the Beast, and probably Lion King. That's pretty fair. You're going Golden Age yeah. at that point. Yeah. A new Golden Age, I should say. Because my three would definitely be Beauty and the Beast. Mm-hmm. It would be Pinocchio. Oh, that's a good one. And it would probably be Fantasia. Oh. It's mostly because of the backstory behind it, and I'm not going to go into that now because it will take forever. Yeah, that's that's so for another time. There you go. Walt Disney's a, a pretty big obsession of mine. The human, the being. human being, right? Yeah, who is now with the dinosaurs and dead. Spoilers, right? Again, the dinosaurs aren't frozen though. Well, we don't know that. Let it go. I will not. We also got a wet bed ahead from him of animated trilogies. Okay, so wet bed ahead. I have to. Bone a trilogy. Toy Story. Okay. How to Train Your Dragon and Kung Fu Panda. Jesus, Jeff. I know. What's the deal? Literally, only one of those has even humans in it for the most part. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, Jeff has a problem that he needs to address (laughs) with himself mostly that he wants us to either, I don't know, bend over a doll, bend over a panda, or bend over a- A dragon. a, a, A toothless dragon. Oh. Yeah. That's something. I'm going for the, the hard-to-catch one, if I'm going to go How to Train Your Dragon. Of course. Out of that grouping, I'm going to kill How to Train Your Dragon. Really? Okay. Yeah, because that movie is very, very good, and it lands on all the emotional levels too perfectly Yeah, that I just can't see myself marrying it, and I definitely can't see myself fucking it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I respect it too much. <laughs> I respect it so much, I have to kill it. I'm probably going to... To, uh, to bed, Kung Fu Panda. Because Jack Black is so Because Jack Black as a panda? <laughs> so cuddly. 
That's right. And something about it, like, you know, if you hit the right spot, you're going to get a skadoosh. <laughs> skadoosh. <know> it. <laughs> uh, definitely marrying Toy Story, then. Yes, absolutely marrying Toy Story every every time. But I think I would flip the other two. Well, it's. I think the reason I married Toy Story is because if I ever get annoyed with them, I'd just be like, Andy's coming. And then they would drop. You're like, thank fucking oh, God. I get some time to myself. Peace. Oh, God. <laughs> and any argument at all. It's like, Dave, take out the trash. Andy's coming. <laughs> Literally worked a full day here. Couple minutes. Goddamn Woody. <laughs> I'm tired. What did you do? Fucking nothing. You played with Rex and you drew on a goddamn Etch-A-Sketch the whole time <laughs> and talked into a toy microphone thinking you're hot shit. Yeah. Who died and made you sheriff? <laughs> I don't know. Self-appointed. Jeff, thank you, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Like, like always, love the show. Keep up the great work. Thank you, bud. I got good news for you, Bri. What's that? Someone stepped up to the itchy challenge from Dick Tracy. The itchy challenge. The itchy challenge, where we said, if anyone could do the itchy voice from Dick Tracy, yeah. do it. Send it in. Do it. Who did it? Kyle from Experience Grind. Because of course he did. Of course. Ready? Yes, I'm ready. Let's hear it. Yeah, you gotta listen to the K-Podcast, because it will pump you full of slugs. It's amazing. I mean, he pitched us on our own show, so why the hell not? Amazing. You don't want to be slugful, You definitely right? don't want to be slugful. It's <laughs> the worst amount of slugs to have in you, yeah. is any. <laughs> go. We're aiming for zero slugs. Kyle, you win the itchy challenge on account of no competition. <laughs> and it was great anyway, so. Yeah. Thank you, bud. Thank you. You got anything else, Bri? That's it for me. So I guess we're going to see you guys next week for Constantine. Same pod time? Same pod. Bone claws ready. <laughs>